You're about to listen to another episode of What the Hell Just Happened. Join Paul Edwards and his guests as they discuss and sometimes even solve some interesting HR problems. And I'm going to go off the rails sometimes and talk about whatever I want. Hello, Paul. Hello, Tiana. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to use the spooky voice the spooky because voice? <laughs> today we are talking about ghosting. Oh, yeah. oh, wow. I see what you did there. It, 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 that was clever, right? That was very clever. You yeah. know, I didn't know what ghosting was until about two years ago. And then, it, yeah, now, uh, I it, now I know what it is. So let's kind of like take it to the HR context of ghosting. Yes, there are uh, many contexts for ghosting, but ghosting <laughs> in HR is a thing now. So we get, yeah. let, let's talk about the different ways you can be ghosted. You can be ghosted for uh, an initial interview. Uh-huh. So you set up an initial interview and the employee doesn't show up and they don't respond to text. Very true. They're Classic just ghosting. not that into you anymore. And so they ghost mm-hmm. you. And yeah. that ghosting uh, metaphor runs itself through all kinds of things that have to do with HR. Absolutely. So what's our ghosting uh, scenario today? Well, it's one of the most tricky ghosting scenarios because this person is already your employee, but it's that employee who has abandoned their job. So they don't show up one day. They don't show up. A no call, no show. A no call, no show. And let's give this persona, because this happens all the time in different Mm -hmm. contexts. So let's give this a persona um, I'm going to give it a persona that this employee, is, this is unexpected. Mm-hmm. They're not new. So we expect ghosting in new employees. Yeah. It's, it's, more, it's, it's more rare for it to occur with an employee who's been with you for several months or several years. Oh, for sure. But I think you should kind of um, show the same initial concern for them going mm-hmm. missing that you would show regardless of how long they've been working for you. Really good point. Yeah. Regardless of their tenure, what the situation might be, it's not a normal thing. We never want to normalize somebody just not showing up for work and not calling you. So, you know, by acting with the best of assumptions and intentions, Mm -hmm. um, you know, assuming the best intentions in our employees, you know, it's helpful to start out as considering, is this an emergency? Mm -hmm. You know, and so... And oftentimes a really good first step is actually reaching out to an emergency contact for this person. If they haven't shown up for their shift, you haven't heard from them, it's been a couple hours, I am going to throw out the caveat that a lot of times other employees might chime in and they're like, oh, well, Susie's over on Instagram and she's she like going fine. live right now. She yeah. looks totally fine. Yeah, so in those cases, maybe you don't Cabo. need to. She's going yeah. live in Cabo. I think we know where she is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so those instances aside, if you legitimately don't know where this person right. is, that's a good first step. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's normal for someone who has, it's, it's weird because it's normal for someone who has abandoned their job and just doesn't want to come back to work and don't want to talk to you anymore, mm-hmm. they're conflict avoidant or whatever it is, they they present themselves the same way as someone who may be having some kind of a life emergency or other reason why they're not coming to work. And that's the one that I'm worried about, Tiana, because I recall, again, in the way back machine, and it didn't happen to one of our members, but you know how it is, is HR experts were always reading up on court cases and different things. They're firing stuff at sure. us all the time. I remember this case vaguely, where an employee had a medical condition. Mm -hmm. She worked for a rather large company. I think it might have been like a call center. And they had a a no-call, no-show policy. It was three days was theirs. It might have been five. I don't know. She went missing. She did have her boyfriend call in and tell them that she wasn't able to come in, that she had a medical issue. The policy read 
three days, no call, no show, you are, you, it's grounds for termination. Mm -hmm. And they also had another policy that said, if you're sick and can't come to work, you cannot have someone else call in for you. Uh-oh. So they combined those two things and issued a termination letter to her. They got sued underneath the ADA because she was trapped in a hospital. She had had a procedure. Right, with no way to reach out. She had no way to reach out. So she followed the first policy and had her uh, significant other call in. They used that against it and termed her, and they and she oh. won a substantial lawsuit. So what a mess. back to where we were going here, folks. Mm-hmm. We, I'm, we're treating, if we're treating you... Hey, I like that metaphor because we work with medical and, you know, (laughs) uh, if we're treating you, we're treating you for kind of the worst case scenario here. Let's look at this and make sure that there's not something wrong. Absolutely. Um, Also, while we're doing it, we're documenting, right? For sure. So nobody can come back later and say Mm -hmm. that we didn't make every effort to try to figure out what was going on. Yeah. And I think talking policies too, Mm. you know, a common way that this is laid out and in a much safer way than the example that you gave, that was just not something we would ever advise. Um, But it is okay to say that if you no call, no show, and we really prefer to make this at least two consecutive shifts. um, You know, if you try to make this one shift, there just are emergencies tight. that could come up. It's it's a little tight, yeah. you know, and, and I've seen too many situations as an HR professional where, you know, by the end of the day, the person's family member reaches out and is like, hey, they were hospitalized right. and this is when they can return to work. So, so two in a row is a better indicator that mm-hmm. if somebody is truly ghosting you, um, you know, they're not going to show up for a second shift either. But you can say that two consecutive no-call, no-shows would construe your resignation from employment. Uh-huh. And job abandonment frequently is viewed in the lens of unemployment as being a resignation right. too. Um, but one thing that I do want to throw out there are two parties to this situation and it's not enough for this person to just not show up for their shift. It takes an effort from the management team to also try to reach out to this person. And that's going to help your defense. If you are trying to claim that this person abandoned their position, you know, they've now resigned is to also show, Hey, when they were two hours late, they hadn't shown up. We also tried to call them. We left them a voicemail. We told them to call us by the end of the day. We didn't receive anything. This happened to days in a row. And then that can be documented further in a very clearly written resignation confirmation letter, if you get to that point. And if we go down the HR rabbit hole, um, as manager, um, you're in different states out there listening to us. Well, we only have one listener, so maybe they work <laughs> in two different states. So it, 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 folks who are listening, you're in different states. There are different requirements for when you pay people. And so when mm-hmm. someone quits, generally you can pay them, as far as I can remember, Tiana, if someone quits, resigns mm-hmm. in this way, abandons, you have to pay them by the next pay period. Yep, that's generally correct. Some states require that if you terminate, you have to pay immediately. Those mm-hmm. are much fewer. But the fact is, is that you may be, ba- you're, we're always bouncing up against some timeline and it's like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm issuing this letter. I need to do it now because I've got to run payroll if I'm going to meet my obligation. Absolutely. And that's something that, you know, you just have to understand and kind of, you, you plan for that if you can. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have an employee. Uh, our persona, our employee's persona is um, they have gone missing. Mm-hmm. And now it's been a day or two. And do you have any other details? Yeah, so now it's been a day or two. So this business, let's say they decide to reach out to this person's emergency contact. Which is a good idea. Yeah. Yep. And, so they go into their note, HR vault and mm-hmm. they find the person's information and they call emergency contact. Yeah. So they call emergency contact. 
But let's say emergency contact also says, hey, I'm very concerned as well. I usually talk to this person every day. I have not been able to touch base with Mm. them. I don't know where they are. And now they're really freaked out. Yeah. Because work called. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're really freaked out. Mm -hmm. So there might reach a point where the emergency contact, if you've collected this information, Mm -hmm. you know, they may decide to reach out to the authorities. We've also had members where they were legitimately concerned and they said, hey, we forgot to collect emergency contact for this person when they were hired. So they just called the police. So they just called the police. Mm -hmm. And you could do that if there's a legitimate fear of safety, you Mm -hmm. know, but this is another reason as to why it's really important to collect emergency contact information Mm -hmm. upon hire. Um, You just don't want the onus to be on you. And, you know, police could do a welfare check, but that becomes more awkward if, you know, the person is doing just fine. They wanted to <laughs> yeah. get in a good shopping trip or something. Yeah, yeah. they just decided they weren't going to come back to work. Mm-hmm. But you can still do that if, they, if you want mm-hmm. to. But, but, you know, you start with texting. You start with, right. you find their personal email, mm-hmm. it, shoot an email to them. You call, you call a few times, you leave a message. Mm-hmm. You make an earnest effort to find out if they're okay and if they're going to be coming back to work. Absolutely. Yeah. And in some of these situations, we've seen this turn into something where they were able to track down the person, huge emergency happened, um, turn into a leave of absence situation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you want to think carefully as an employer about your ability to pivot in these situations. Sometimes, you know, you might be in a position where it's like, oh, this person wasn't working out. This is our ticket out (laughs) to say that they've resigned. And you put yourself in a really bad position if you are trying to claim that somebody resigned when they have actually returned contact with you at some point. Right. So sticking too tight to your policy could actually not work for you. But we Mm -hmm. still want the policy in place so that when the facts come to bear that this person has just abandoned the job and doesn't want to keep working, Mm -hmm. we can call it what it is. And we have a policy that calls it that. And because you have a policy in place and everything aligns to support that they have abandoned their position, you're in the best shape you can be in. Mm -hmm. Um, From an unemployment claim you know, all, all of those things. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I think we really covered this pretty well. B, um, as we say so often, we, Tiana, I think maybe you elicit this from me. Be mm-hmm. a little um, compassionate. Be, it's a fact-finding thing that you're looking for. For sure. Make sure you're reaching out. We have many instances here at Cedar, because we've been doing this for you know, close to two decades, we have many instances here at Cedar where we, where the employer is the one who discovers that there's something going on that is not just someone walking off the job. Absolutely. And, and some have been quite serious. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I mean, quite serious. Very serious. And, and, you, and you save the day. Yeah. Uh, by by just reaching out and contacting the emergency contact and, and kind of, you know, do, doing your diligence. Um, okay. Interesting question, something that comes up all the time. Yeah, thank you so much, Paul. Yeah, that was great. Thanks, Yeah, Sienna. this was great. Enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of What the Hell Just Happened? Do Paul a favor and share this with your network. If you have an HR issue or a question you'd like us to discuss on the show, send it to podcast at wthjusthappened.com. For more HR advice and insights from Paul and his team of experts, you can also join the private Facebook group, HR Basecamp, or visit hrbasecamp.com. Make sure you tune in next week, and remember, better workplaces make better lives.